Welcome to Manifit Podcast, where we explore life-sustaining and changing strategies in everything fitness, food, and faith. So pull up a chair and sit at the table with your hosts, Jay Hiller and Jesse Rothman. Guten Morgen, Jesse. Hello, Jay. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing pretty good. I've had an awesome week. It's now the weekend and ah, slept well. And little dude slept in his bed the whole week, nice. the whole night. He's a beast. Nice. Let's go. Well, since we're bragging on our children. Uh, yes, please. We finally put our little one in the crib. Whoop, whoop. Yes, and she actually slept fairly decent. I mean, waking up a couple of times during the night, but we were very surprised. We were not thinking she would do well at all. So very blessed, very um, excited about that. Good things are to come, hopefully, from all that. Um, But yeah, so I was reading a book to her the other day. Yeah, yeah. All right. And I don't know about you. Um. But when I read a children's book, I kind of just... Picture book. Children's picture book. Yeah, like a child's book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you know, Green Eggs and Ham, whatever, like Dr. Seuss stuff, but other books, right? Well, Dr. Seuss, right? He rhymes, right? Mm -hmm. So in my mind, every child's book should rhyme. And so I'm over here and I'm reading this book that my grandma gave her. Um, that's about like prayers from grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. From your grandma or something like that. And the first line rhymes. So uh, then I get in this nuance, this cadence of like, it's going to be a rhyming book. Here we go. And it doesn't rhyme after that. Oh no. (laughs) And it was just the most awkward and the most disappointing (laughs) feeling, um, Ever to have a child's book that didn't rhyme. So like I'm under the impression that every child's book should rhyme. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Most of them I, do. Most yeah, of most them of them do. do, but that's that's where I'm at. I also bought her a, a book from when I went to a PGA event um in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's like the ABCs of golf. And like yes. half the pages rhyme and the other half don't. And it drives oh. me up a wall. I'm like, this should rhyme. Like Oh it, no. Yeah. Um, like the so, author got tired and lazy. <laughs> no, no, it's just hard. I mean, uh, when you're trying to put golf related to the alphabet, like there's only so much rhyming you could probably do. Um, but right. yeah, so um, for all you children writers out there, make sure they rhyme for my sanity and sake. From cover to cover. From cover to cover, that's right. Including illustrated and author by. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> I was about to say exactly that. Yeah, including everything, even even on the spine. Make sure your title rhymes also. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so last week we uh, we talked about habit formation. We we discussed kind of like practical ways, right? That we've seen this develop in our in our day to day and in ways that we've been trying to implement it along with like some colleagues. Um, and then we kind of discuss the value of disappointment and we d- discuss how, like when we don't progress, right. Mm-hmm. Um, as quick as we sh- think we should, we're not seeing those result results. We get really disappointed. 
um, and we we feel like kind of like a failure. Um, but I think we missed kind of a huge um, opportunity or topic there um, about when we deliberately and maybe not deliberately. That's a that's a harsh word. But when we knowingly refuse our our refrain from doing the habit. So like last week we talked about, right. That, um, in the afternoon, like one of my habits is that I'm trying to do is drink more water. I'm trying to lose some weight. So I'm trying to be a little bit healthier, Mm -hmm. drink more water. But like that, at that end of the the day, that three o'clock, you get that, um, chime on your, your Apple watch to kind of make you focus. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, I do the complete opposite, right? I'm just like, man, I'm lulling. So I need me a little pick me up. So I go get caffeine or I go eat like a handful of candy that we have up there for the patients. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I know I'm knowingly deliberately like not adhering to what I'm trying to make this change I'm trying to make. And so I just like keep beating myself up. I keep getting into this, like, different type of valley of discipline yeah. where, where I feel an horrible. undesired habit. Yeah. I feel horrible about myself. So I think we, we need to, to set a time and we need to like talk about like, how can we make these habits? Like you said, undesirable, like what, what can we do? What have we seen? You know, what does James clear talk about? What does Wendy would talk about? What does the research talk about? Like how we can do the reverse. So we've been talking about for weeks about developing a habit, but like, how do we break down a habit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like for me, uh, one habit that I've been trying to improve and it's taken kind of a series of, uh, different changes was getting up earlier to do a workout, Mm. Um, being a young parent, having a kid, um, working out when the kid's awake just is not the same as working out whenever you're independent. And so I've been trying to sit here and get up, but I've developed a very effective habit of hitting snooze. Mm -hmm. Very effective. And I don't (laughs) believe I'm the only one out there to all my listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so the process that I've kind of gone through with that and the changes that I've kind of, kind of made and i'm gonna be honest i'm not all the way there but i've definitely made some positive strides in breaking down that old habit and directing myself towards my goal of of being a more um fitness oriented um early morning person um so my failure was that my phone was by the side of my bed Mm mm-hmm and I also, this is going to sound different, wore pajamas the day before. And when what I was recognizing, and, and this took several weeks, I wasn't like a genius and was like, aha, I figured it out. Um, it took several weeks of like frustration and fatigue, but it was very easy for me to roll over, hit the phone, snooze roll back over and get back to sleep very quickly. And I mean, Mm -hmm. the body's very effective at doing that. I mean, if we, if we Mm -hmm. were ever woken up and just could never go back to sleep, like insomnia, man, that'd be awful. But so what I did was I sit here and I took my phone 
and I put it in the kitchen and I left the door open. Well, second failure. I didn't hear the alarm go off. I woke up my wife. My wife woke up. Men, not very happy. Don't don't wake up the wife for your intentionality of working out. That's a bad idea. That's a bad news bears kind of kind of day. Um, so I got the swift kick and the 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 grumpy. Derriere. Yeah, the swift kicks and the derriere and the grumpy talk. Whenever the <laughs> alarm was going off in the kitchen, and uh, I was not attending to it. So that was failure number two. And then the next thing that I tried was I took my watch and I do have an Apple watch and I started wearing that, but I kept the phone in the kitchen that got me, woke me up. I turned it off and that worked. That's at her. And it didn't wake up the wife. It was different. It was better, but it didn't get me out of bed. So mm-hmm. what I did was I set an alarm on my watch. Then I set an alarm on my phone. And what that did is that woke me up. And then literally within two minutes, I took the two minute premise of uh, James Clear. And I set had an alarm on my phone in the kitchen. So I had two minutes to shake mm-hmm. the cobwebs and get into the kitchen and mm-hmm. so that was easy. And so that got me to the kitchen, got me out of bed. That was great. But I didn't realize that I was going to have the struggle of like not being prepared to work out. So like mm-hmm. I didn't have my clothes set out. I didn't have any my equipment set out. I didn't have like an exercise uh, regiment designed. Um, and so what I found myself doing was I would get out of bed, I would go turn the alarm off in the kitchen, I would use the restroom, and then I'd find myself back in bed. <laughs> now I'm like, dear Lord, I'm efficient at getting back into bed. And like, oh, this is so hard. I never knew I would have to sit and prepare myself in so many different ways to like avoid getting back into bed. And so I was like, okay, well, how do I fix that? And so now I sat here and I took my clothes that I plan on working out in and I wore them and I wore them to bed. And that takes, that's a big effort because I appreciate pajama pants because they are comfortable. They're mm-hmm. absolutely comfortable. Mm-hmm. Lazy pants are awesome. And so I had my watch alarm on my watch, had my alarm in the kitchen, and then I was already set for a workout that actually helped. I would go, I would do my business and then I'd come out. And then the next one that I ran into was I didn't have a regimen. It was not the stuff because if anybody's listening, they're probably going, Oh yeah. Now he's going to go through and say he doesn't have the, his equipment set out. It wasn't the equipment that didn't bother me. It was more of the long lines of my brain hadn't woken up enough to sit here and decide on an idea of what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And so I had to preset an exercise regiment and that actually worked. And so hmm. um, that's kind of how I conquered getting out of bed in the morning. And by no means if I like have a, a two months worth of check marks on the early morning sure. um, calendar log, but it actually was easier but it was really funny to watch me go through and like look back at how difficult it was to take out a bad habit. 
Yeah. So like Man. habits that you you don't want, there's like so much that like goes into them. And I honestly think you have to give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Like just that mm-hmm. alone, you have to give yourself a little grace. Mm-hmm. The 1% improvement, similar to that of what BJ Fogg sits here and talks about, or the 2% way that Dr. Roll, if you haven't uh, heard of him, look him up. He's an ex-NFL player that finished his NFL career and is now a neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. And his whole life, he uh, he followed every step of the way using this two percent rule. Um, so yeah, very inspiring, very very interesting um, story he has there. Um, no, I think so. I think you did an amazing job. I mean, I mean that's practicality of, of breaking down a habit and using one percent to get better, and it's a learning process. Everything we do. Um, in this process is learning what I would say that maybe you skipped or what you struggled and maybe we can we can talk about this and then find a better way to do it is um, you did a great job of making things invisible like you moved your phone you made it difficult for you you had to get up to do it Uh, but how did you counteract the attractiveness of going back to sleep like how you missed the kind of point there and i think this is why you you struggled um if i can be uh, frank with you is that that going back to sleep is just really attractive <laughs> you know when your wife's in the bed next to you like you just want to snuggle up and sleep uh you know take a nap with your wife or, or go back to bed before you get the stress of work and so how what do you think you could have done to make that more unattractive to you of going back to bed Maybe, I don't, you know, I, I haven't ever really thought of that, but maybe, maybe making my bed. Oh, yeah. My yeah. God, you don't want to like make it all dirty again to go back. Yeah. We can sit here yeah. and do that or make my bed and put my book on there so that yeah. I have to actively participate in undoing my bed yeah. and to get back into it. But yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's hard. I think that's why we struggle a lot, to be honest, is that I think it's easy to make things difficult. I mean, I think society as humans, we're, we make things difficult all the time. Oh, 100%. Um, so, so, I mean, we're, we're our own worst, uh, you know, opponents, like we talked about last week. Like, we, we will put a, a, a stepping uh, stone or a... a, a barrier to keep us from succeeding but like i think it's hard to make these things that we naturally enjoy like i enjoy caffeine i enjoy eating sugar like i have horrible cavities as a result i've i mean i'm 32 (laughs) and i've already had a root canal so you know like it's horrible but um like i like those things so how do i make something that my body instinctive instinctively is telling me oh you're gonna enjoy that how do I make that unattractive? Yeah, that's really hard. But I think if if I'm if I'm hearing you correctly, I think you're on the cusp of almost retro habit building. And what I mean by that is you're making something attractive that you want that follows in the line of your personal aspirations. Mm-hmm. But you're asking, how do you sit here and create a habit of difficulty mm-hmm. for something that 
you don't want to think. And I've never really thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like, I don't know the answer to be cam with you. Like, um, there are things that I've done. Right. So like one of the things we talked about last week is like, I want to be healthier. Like I want to drink more water. I need to drink more water, especially in the afternoon, especially in Texas. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I crave kind of a pick me up because of that cork cortisol, that circadian rhythm. Like I need a pick me up about three o'clock. So I don't know if you've ever heard of these, uh, body armors, um, Mm -hmm. but they're a drink that, um, has electrolytes, has coconut water in it, has good vitamin C's, uh, but it has like natural, because it's like derived from fruits and stuff, it does still have that natural sweetness to it. Um, and so I'm sure they, you know, just like with everything, they put like their own little sweetener in it. Uh, but for the majority of it, it's like way less than obviously caffeine, way less than obviously like Gatorade. So it's a, a healthier uh, alternative. Um, now that by no means is really getting me to my point, but it's kind of that 1% stepping stone uh, to, to kind of achieve that um, ultimate goal of, of drinking more water, being healthier. Um, so, I mean, I think that, you know, doing stuff like that helps like find different means of, of enjoying it. You know, uh, people who like for my wife, for instance, people who, who have like a gluten intolerance or something like that, where really if they eat gluten, like they might, my wife's is very, very mild, but she'll get like rashes and we'll just feel down and stuff like that. So finding those alternatives like gluten-free bread or like cauliflower rice, something like that, where you can still make the food you want, but have alternative means of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think finding ways to do that it would, would really make the habit that you're trying to break less attractive because you're finding something a little bit better overall. I think there is some justification into what you're saying of more of the research of how you sit here and invest into your habit Mm -hmm. also attributes to the internal, um, like we talk about how goals are not the greatest thing, Mm -hmm. but having the internalization of a positive mindset and Mm an internal appreciation of mm-hmm. what you're doing is important. Right. And I think when you're looking at a, uh, a habit that you're looking to change, the perception of research to change goes unnoticed. And mm-hmm. if you can sit here and look at how you're going to, what you don't like, you're addressing the problem, which is always important. Right. The problem is, hey, I do this. I hit the snooze button, I drink the Coke, I have the caffeine, or I take the 20-minute shower so my wife doesn't have hot water. Um, But when I do that habit, the research of, like, how could I change, that gives you that internal positive mindset of I'm capable of change. And Mm -hmm. the more that you invest into that, the more likely you're going to find different ways to sit here and make the environment more difficult for that habit 
make the environment easier for the habit that you're you're seeking uh make the habit that you're uh seeking to perform more attractive the habit that you're looking to be less attractive like we talked about uh if you're if you're going to eat the cookie and you're constantly eating six or seven oreos at a time guilty as charged um <laughs> you sit here and you look at the oreo and go i'm going to, and you verbally announce and you draw more sen- senses towards the situation of that what you don't want and you sit here and then you direct that same intention to what you could do. Yeah. And so you're like, I'm about to eat this Oreo and you verbally say it, man, I'm about to eat the seventh Oreo of this package. I've just about cleared half a row of the family size Oreo package. That's, that's pretty rough. (laughs) I really shouldn't do this, but I mean, this is my last Oreo and we've all, all been there. And if you haven't, I have one challenge for you. Thin mints, Girl Scout cookies. It's it's impossible. Absolutely oh, impossible. Man. I love those. And Weak, yes, weakness. Absolute weakness. Yes. And so, like when you verbally announce that, what you would have to have the intuition, you can sit there and say, or I could go and enjoy some fruit, some strawberries. Huh. I mean, it's blueberry, strawberry. It's watermelon season. It's cantaloupe season. You've got a lot of sweet fruit out there that can sit here and offer you hydration plus a natural sugar uh, plus a natural pick me up. But the difficulty is you got to first sit here and verbalize that, hey, I no longer want to be here right now, but I understand that I have this habit that's running Mm -hmm. presently. Yeah, no, that's, that's real good. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of hitting everything in the, in the ballpark right there. You know, as you were, as you were speaking that, I was thinking about like, you know, this is why I don't go to the grocery store and shop because I'm just going to buy what is good for me or what I think is good for me. You know, what tastes good, but like my wife goes and she has a set list of like, this is what we're going to get. Mm-hmm. And this is what we're going to make this week. And so um, being intentional, like you said, with doing that, with being like, we want to do this. This is what I want. This is what we want to avoid. So what we do is like, we don't buy Cokes, you know. Now, granted, mm-hmm. my mother-in-law is coming in and uh, like um, taking care of my baby on Wednesdays with thank the heavens for that. So no child yes. care. But um so yes, like, expensive. yeah, so we, we want to serve her. We want to provide her with, with what, you know, she wants and, and help her out. And so she really likes Dr. Pepper. So that's something me and her, you know, really have in common. So we'll sit down, we'll have a Dr. Pepper together. But for the most part, like we try to avoid like bringing stuff into the house that we know is going to counteract what, um, what we we eat your your direction in yeah, life your direction and so trying to be a healthier individual therefore if you bring unhealthy things into your house you're contradicting your direction in life exactly yeah exactly and so um you know we talk about it a lot uh, we've brought it up almost every episode but the story of the israelites really um in their exodus out of egypt really like has a a good point in there is that 
you know, when they were on their way to the promised land, they stopped at Mount Sinai, I believe. Right. And mm-hmm. Moses goes up, gets the Ten Commandments. Well, because he's up there for a long time, the Israelites start like forgetting, forgetting yeah. kind of who led them out of Egypt. And we, we put quotation in my arts around forgetting. Um, but they were they were looking for that that a visible image of who led them out of Egypt so they could worship them. And so they end up going back to you know, worshiping idols, um, idols, um, that they learned back in Egypt. And so that, that's a whole, um, story in and of itself, but you know, from there, uh, but it's true. It is true. But, but, you know, from there, what they were doing is, is they weren't patient, you know, they weren't patient in the struggle and struggle is not the right word, but they weren't patient enough to let the God, the great I am reveal himself to them um, in their journey. And so they, they just kind of stopped when it got to that Valley. Like we've talked about that Valley of disappointment, a different type of Valley, you know, but that Valley of disappointment. Um, and and they, they went, decided to change directions at that. Point. Yeah, exactly. They decided to change directions and because of all of that, right. Because of their unfaithfulness there and then their unfaithfulness, when they got to the uh, promised land, um, they weren't allowed to go in, right? It was their next generations that were going to be the ones who actually achieved the promised land. Even Moses himself, you know, wasn't going to go into the promised land. And he's the one who helped drive the Israelites, uh, you know, him as a vessel, God did the work, but him as a vessel brought the Israelites out of Egypt, crossed the Red Sea. And so, but I find it um, interesting so in Numbers six twenty two through 27, uh, the scripture reads that the Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Um, he says, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace so that they... So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Um, so I find this super interesting one, because if you've listened to our podcast, if you've paid attention, this is what we always say at the end, right? We say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. But it derives mm-hmm. from this. And what it derives from is that before the Israelites even got to this point where they were not going to go into the promised land on their journey, the Lord already plan to give them a blessing that was all centered around him all centered around him so no matter what they did no matter what they failed in yes it was his grace his mercy that was always going to be blessing him and giving them the portion that he has for them and so that's that's what we we want to you know provide y'all to give to y'all is that you know it's okay to one, not be okay. It's okay to struggle. It's okay to falter yes. and, and have these habits where you're not succeeding. Have these you're habits. human. It's okay yeah. to be human. Yeah. Give yourself, like Jay said, give yourself grace and know that the Lord is there. He's protecting you. He's blessing you. He's holding you near him, but it's our job to rely on him to go to the good shepherd, to lie down at, a, at his staff, at his feet. Um, that that if we do that, we can go through the any valley mm-hmm. with it, peace. 
yeah, with peace. And it, and it really gives you a sense of freedom mm. when you know that you can give yourself grace and you can sit here and lie down at the feet of Christ and he will give you mercy that you can sit here and you can actively seek out other ways to mitigate the mm-hmm. habit changes that you're looking to no matter no matter the the level of change mm-hmm. that you're looking to whether you're trying to hit snooze or whether you're trying to sit here and build a better relationship with your wife mm-hmm. or like your your relationships on the teetering of divorce mm-hmm. that's if, good if you sit here and you go Yes, this is not where I want to be. I am human. I have a responsibility and I am part of this. Yet God's going to sit here and give me the mercy that I also need to sit here and start to successfully make a change. And that's where you can start seeing how can I make this one little change mm-hmm. and the snowball effect of these one little changes. Mm-hmm. And by that's the grace good. of God, you'll sit here and you'll find your way out of that habit mm-hmm. and you'll find yourself in a totally new promised land. Yeah. I think, and I don't want y'all to miss what Jay was just saying. Like it, even though we, we have the freedom and the grace and the protection of God, like there's still work that we have to do. Yes. You're like responsible for that work. You're responsible to do the work. You know, we're not just going to sit back and just, uh, pray and hope that it just magically happens. And, you know, we believe our God is powerful. We believe he can do miracles and could a miracle work in your life where you just wake up one day and you're no longer addicted to something. Absolutely. Um, but it does still take an active participation to, to accept and to see that, that, uh, miraculous power of the Lord and the Holy spirit work through your life and the lives of others. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, we just encourage y'all, um, to just kind of weather the storm. We encourage y'all to give yourself grace, give yourself mercy and to lean, lean into the Lord. Um, you know, this is going to wrap up kind of our series on habit formation, but we, like we talked about last week, we're going to move forward into a series uh, where we're going to talk about, you know, winning the war on our mind. We're going to go through um, that book by Mr. Groschel, um, Craig Groschel. I hope I'm saying his last name right, but um, we're going to go through this, this ability to learn to rely on the Lord, but learn to take a stand against the strongholds of lies and against the enemies that have built up into our own mind. Um, because like we mentioned, you know, our biggest opponent um, is one Satan, but two our own, our own selves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we need to stand strong and learn to navigate that in order to further see these successes and habit formation take place. Um, so encourage y'all to continue to, you know, participate with us on our, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter at Manifit um, Podcast. Uh, continue to encourage y'all to listen to our um, shows on Apple, iTunes podcast, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Uh, check out both of our websites, acast.com forward slash Manifit and anchor.com forward slash Manifit. Um, and yeah, just leave us, you know, a rating. Every rating goes a long way for us to get out there and see, uh, have new participants, have new listeners to to hear this message that we believe is is out there for everybody. And so, uh, 
your help goes a long way. Mm, absolutely. Um, and, and I also want to just say thanks to all the listeners um, for traveling on this journey of habits and hopefully that y'all sat here and learned a couple things, if not yes. had a couple laughs. And I hope that y'all take it to heart and go, Hey, I am a creator in my yeah. own day. I, I am not just a passive um, recipient of what the day has. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more that you can see that you are a creator, the more that you're going to be intrigued and willing that you can move forward. So um, look forward to the next series and yes. incredibly grateful for those that have listened and incredibly grateful for the ones that are coming in the future. So yeah. as always, may God bless you and keep you and may he let his light shine upon you. Thank you for listening to the Mana Fit podcast. Check out our website, www.acast.com slash Manafit, or like and subscribe at Manafit Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions or want to just reach out, you can email us at Manafit22 at gmail.com. And as always, may God bless you and keep you.